Hey everyone. Before we begin, we just wanted to issue a trigger warning. This episode, the book we speak about, has some serious topics in it, such as suicide and some heavy violence, and we just wanted to give you a warning beforehand. If you'll still be listening with us, we'd love to have you. If not, we'll see you in the next episode. Let's carry on. Hey everyone, my name is Brendan Patrick. We have Sophie Green with us, and you're listening to the Superlip Podcast. Stop squeaking. How dare you take my role? The Superlit Podcast is a bi-weekly podcast pertaining to books about the LGBTQIA community. Hello, Sophie. We're in the same room. <laughs> We're next to each other. I can't do it. Oh, no. Yeah, you don't You don't seem to be able to handle it. <laughs> You're literally not handling it. <laughs> you can go upstairs if you want. Uh, no, is that weird? No, no, no. no. We're already down here. Yeah. So, this week, we were talking about Summer Sons by Lee Mandello. Do you want to read the... Yeah, sure. <laughs> the inside? Yeah, here's an actual book. What is this? What is this, paper? <laughs> it's already been used. Why'd you give it to me? Mm-mm. I don't understand. I can't do this. All right. <laughs> I won't look at you when you're doing Yeah, don't look at me. That'll help. Don't look at me. Andrew and Eddie did everything together, best friends, bonded more deeply than brothers, until Eddie left Andrew behind to start his graduate program at Vanderbilt. Six months later, only days before Andrew has to join him in Nashville, Eddie dies of an apparent suicide. He leaves Andrew a horrible inheritance, a roommate who doesn't he doesn't know, friends he never asked for, and a gruesome phantom that hungers for him. As Andrew searches for the truth of Eddie's death, he uncovers the lies and secrets left behind by the person he trusted most, discovering a family history soaked in blood and death. Whirling between the backstabbing academic world, where Eddie spent his days in the circle of hot boys, fast cars, and hard drugs that ruled Eddie's nights, the walls Andrew has built against the world begin to crumble, and there's something awful lurking waiting for those walls to fall. Spooky! It's spooky book because it's October. Yeah, it, it. I mean, this is quite a spooky book. I. So, did you have any notes you wanted to start it off with? No. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I have nothing to talk about. I have lots of things to talk about, but I didn't take notes. Um, I just I think that my first note is that this is the per- perfect example of messy gay men. <laughs> No, I think the characters in this book are very interesting to read. I was kind of upset when I got to the end, because I was like, but more, right? Oh, but wait, there's more. Yeah, but there wasn't. That's what fan fiction's for. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I would like some fan fiction of Summer Sons. Please, sir, may I have another? (laughs) Yeah, I think the thing that I, like, wanted to start off with was that, um, I guess you can go into grad school with any kind of 
thing to defend. I didn't think that this was like a pl- like a plausible grad school study. Um, I mean, I've never been to grad school, yeah. but I think the main thing that you do is that you pick like a wider discipline. So like some kind of cultural study or like English or some kind of program. And then you have to pick like a very specific thing that you're like, that's your defense because you have to basically argue why you deserve your degree at the end. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like kind of like if undergraduate was the entire time you're only working on your thesis. Yeah, which is, I mean, that sounds great. <laughs> so, 10 out of 10. Yeah, that sounds like what I would have wanted to do. More student debt. Yeah. Let's go! <laughs> yeah, no, that was, like, the one thing at the beginning of the book. I was like, is this plausible? Is this a thing? But, again, I've never been to grad school, so I don't know. It's because it was just, like, such a specific thing that Eddie was studying. Well, I think if you do any kind of, like, history or, like, English discipline, then you can get into really weird specifics. That makes sense. Yeah, because you could be like, I want to study, like, Viking literature from this period of time and its influence on blah, 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 and you gotta get... And then you don't have any sources, because no one studied that before, and you go, well, shit. Yeah. (laughs) How are you gonna go on with this after? (laughs) You become a library? No, that's a whole different... You have to go to school for that. Yeah. Uh, You become a substitute teacher. Ooh! I don't know. Uh, sure. (laughs) Maybe Lee can answer that question for us sometime. Yeah. Um, I would love... I know that they are... Let me see. They're pursuing a PhD at the University of Kentucky, so they they would definitely have more of a wider breadth of what is acceptable in grad school, I guess. Yeah. Dad, email me. Let me know. Yeah. <laughs> or, oh, yeah. You will anyway. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that was, like, the first thing that, like, stuck out to me. And it that, to me, that's, like, a, not a negative thing. I just thought it was, like, a, 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 a fantasy-style thing. I love that they were adults. Yeah. <laughs> they were older. They I didn't weren't adults. It... They were all idiots, but they were, like... <laughs> They were like, above in their the early twenties. Yeah, yeah. So there was less. Um, it was less distracting to have like all of this really spooky stuff or like weird stuff happening, and they're just gone, like leaving in the middle of the night to go mm-hmm. like figure out where what, are your parents, what a ghost is. <laughs> yeah, when you're not like a sixteen year old who has a curfew. Yeah, it's like yeah, there's just. They're just vibing in the woods. 16-year-olds' curses are the curfew. Yeah, and it's in the South, so there's just no rules. No. (laughs) Apparently not. No, Um, no rules in the South. Drag racing in the South. Oh, well, you still got all those open... hot guys. All those open roads, you might as well use them. Yeah. There's, like, one cop for the whole town. Yeah. Hot guys, hot girls, they're all racing. (laughs) I'm really interested. (laughs) (laughs) The new Fast and Furious movie. Hot guys, hot girls, racing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Really interested in that. Um, I also... Really liked Riley. Riley's my favorite character. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite. Um, I just... I really grew attached to the cousins. They're... I, any kind of um, <laughs> gently jiving family dynamic in a book is usually where I want to hang out. Yeah. When people just yell at each other, it's good. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. like, in a wholesome way. Not, yeah. like, in a weird... Not in a bad way. Yeah, not in an abusive in, way. And then we're going to just, like, rib each other all the time. That's yeah. fun. Southern cousins yelling fuck Southern you at each cousin. other. <laughs> Southern cousins. Uh, should we describe the plot gently? Or Oh, yeah, I mean, 
I guess. I, well, I did. I read the. I read the flap. If you guys didn't hear that, I was yeah, reading. The that was it. I did a really good job. <laughs> you uh, actually did. You didn't stutter once. That's usually yeah, what I do. No. Yeah. I don't know how to describe the plot without giving spoilers, though. Um, I feel like we should just say that this episode is going to be spoilery because it's hard to talk about it without talking about it. Sounds good. Yeah. Okay. Um. Read the book first. Yeah. Thank Pause you. Pause the episode. To us. Read the book. <laughs> we'll give you a minute. Okay, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I hate that his name is Eddie because I I I, you know, I like Edward better. Oh, Again. I'm Team Jacob, but yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I like the name Eddie because I also like that they some people called him Edward and yeah. some people called him Ed. I yeah. just think that's like really cute. Yeah. I'd rather it just be Ed. I really like that Sam called him Ed, and Mm -hmm. I like that he, that, uh, I like that Andrew called him Eddie, and I like that the, um, the, like, professor, the advisor called him Edward. Yeah. very, uh, regal-sounding. I think that was a really cool, like, writing style choice. To, to like to denote like where the person is in reference to the the character that talking they're about talking about. It yeah. did um, gently confuse me for the first couple of chapters because they kept bouncing back and forth between calling Sam Sam and then Hulse, which is his oh, last yeah. name. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, those are the same person. Okay, but yeah. I got it. I got it eventually. So also. Um, at the beginning of the book, you find out that um, Andrew's um, not like adoptive brother Eddie passed away, and I didn't. When I read the book sleeve, I thought they weren't related. At, like they weren't like a fa- quote unquote family at all. Right. Because it's like, oh, they are closer than brothers, and I'm like, okay, so they're not related. Well, they're yeah, they're not. And Eddie was adopted when they were eleven, Kids. twelve. Yeah. So they weren't. They were raised together. A little bit, but not like from birth. Yeah. So it's an interesting relationship. Yeah, the way it's described um, is, it sounds like they're not like there isn't like a familiar like adoptive family situation going on. Right. On the book sleeve, and then immediately it's like, no, it is. And I was <laughs> like, wait, are they really? They're really no. Yet yeah? okay, sure. Um, I just was reading it into reading into it the wrong way. Um, but, uh, I think that was the only thing that confused me immediately. I had, I think because it was also a physical book in front of me, as opposed to, like, one on my phone, mm-hmm. um, I have a hard time with those. Physical books? No, f- f- like, Digital anything books. on a screen that yeah. is also my phone, yeah. because I will immediately get distracted. That's why I got an e-reader. Yeah, I can't <laughs> read things on my phone. Um, I can do it on my computer because I'm less likely to like go off somewhere. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think having a physical book for me is like this is a no distraction zone because mm-hmm. I can just flip my phone over and not listen to it. But mm-hmm. if it's on my phone, I have a hard time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess like gearing back into reading an actual book, like I had to like start doing it. And mm-hmm. I also realized they were not teenagers. Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> They're not teenagers. They're not teenagers. Thank God. Because they're drinking and doing a lot of drugs. Oh, teenagers don't do that. Well, <laughs> don't do drugs, kids. No. Yeah, I think that was, like, the beginning note I had. Um, it was, like, immediately spooky murder mystery. Right. Um, which I really liked. It, like, 
No. There's no... You don't fuck around. The ghost is here, chapter yeah, one. Yeah, the, the ghost is literally uh-huh. at another SUV looking at Andrew going, Yoo-hoo, boys. <laughs> um, the thing that confused me a little bit, and that's uh-huh. only because I've been playing a lot of Phasmophobia and now have, like, a deep understanding of the different types of ghosts... Okay. ...is that, like, anytime the ghost or, like, presence was being mentioned, they use, like, a different term... So it was like sometimes it was a revenant, and sometimes it was a shade, and sometimes it was a haunt. And I was like, those are three different things. Oh, they are. Yeah, oh. and they like manifest differently. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they also could probably be used interchangeably if you're not like it's like the difference between saying like ghosted spirit, I guess. Okay. But, like a revenant is usually like a really really like malvoyant presence that like can physically manifest, uh-huh. and a shade is kind of more of like a shadowy ghost it's not necessarily mm-hmm. there for like bad things but like also doesn't usually have like a physical presence it's just kind of like maybe a shadow on the wall and also mm-hmm. can like knock something over is that how they were <laughs> described in the book like depending on in that moment if they were manifesting in that way i don't think so necessarily though i think they referred to it as a remnant more when there was something physical happening. physical and like malvoyant happening mm-hmm. so it's yeah. possible. It just yeah. I was just like, that's just me being nitpicky. Yeah. That's my that's my role on the podcast. Phasmophobia. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Totally obsessed. I'm obsessed. Yeah, I can see it. Like, I don't have any understanding of ghosts like that. So, like, for me, as, like, a, a dummy, I guess. <laughs> I just like ghosty stuff. Yeah, I'm ignorant to this those. This is my time of the, year. Yeah. <laughs> Your full power. I'm at my full power right now. Um. Yeah, I guess because I'm, like... Willfully, willfully ignorant to those like fat like descriptors. I was yeah. just like, it's a ghost. It's spooky. It's spooky. I just really think like the setting of this book really lent itself to that. I I mean, not that this couldn't happen other places, but I think when I think of like the South during like something like spooky times, I can imagine like. Mm-hmm this place being very, like, oh, like, because it's getting closer to the time of the year, like, the spirits are more, like, active or something. Mm -hmm. And I think just, like, the the idea of it being, like, sweltering hot out and this, like, very cold presence just being, like, I I think it just, like, really was an interesting dynamic with Andrew and the the haunt, if you will. Mm -hmm. I, anytime the haunt disappeared, I was, like, where is it? It's just vibing. Yeah, it's just vibing in the background. It's just as good. It's found a cemetery and it's vibing. What is that video game where the, like, the uh, spirit king, like, possesses you and lives in your shadow? Oh my god. I forgot what game it is. I don't know. Yeah, it's something my brother and I used to play when I was a kid. If you know what it is, tell me in the comments. Tweet us. But it felt like that, but mm-hmm. that, but the, this is obviously much more menacing. Mm-hmm. Um, at, I feel like at no point was this ghost doing anything good. It, like, was, but it was also, like, I'm here mm-hmm. to kill you. Yeah, I think there's maybe one point where it was doing something that was good, and that yeah. was it. <laughs> and then it was like, what if I killed you? Uh, Yeah. But we love that. I love a spooky book that's actually spooky. I love yeah. a I love a cute little um, like adorable little ghost boy who's obsessed with talkies. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also <laughs> love a spooky ghost. Yeah, I think um, the very big difference of ghosts that we've read. So I'm trying to think. Is Cemetery Boys the only other like ghost story that we've read? 
They're all right there. There was some, uh, like, druidic spirits, I think, in the Stone of Sorrow. Yes. But that was more of, like, a guiding thing using, like, runes to figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there was, like, a f- physical, actual, like, individual ghost. Yeah, I, th- I think that's probably the only one. Um, oh, I know. Red, white, and royal blue. There goes in that. Yeah. <laughs> Sophie is attempting to murder me now. Um, is it working? <laughs> um, yeah, I think this being, like, I guess it much, I don't. It's, like, a much more adult, like, haunting. Oh, I would classify this as a horror book. Yeah. I, would, I, I wouldn't say it's, like, as scary as probably, like, Stephen King or something. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But oh, I would say that it would be, it's horror. Yeah. I, you dropped something while I was reading a passage earlier, <laughs> and I screamed. I don't know if you heard me. I think I did. Yeah, I screamed. It was my phone. <laughs> yeah, I, it happened, and I was like, what? <laughs> Um, especially because I had my back to my room. Oh, no. Because so, I was reading in the, the light of my window. Oh. Um, yeah, that was startling and scary. Too spooky. Too spooky. Yeah, I, I guess because this is, like, the first, like, spooky book I've read in a while, I was, like, not prepared. Yeah. I was kind of scared reading it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a good spooky time. I think it's also, a lot of people tend to... N- uh, well, I don't know. I don't want to make a, a sweeping generalizations, but I feel like generally mm-hmm. people lean more towards ghost stories as books that have like more positive like um, entities and mm-hmm. you're like more likely to find like, I'm going to keep saying this word, <clears throat> I don't know how else to keep finding like malvoyant ghosts in like movies. Uh-huh. Um... So, but I think this is definitely, like, the right time of year to read this. Yeah. And we're recording this on the day that the new Scream trailer came out, so it's just like... Thank God. The spooky energies are here. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> My favorite ghost is Ghostface. <laughs> the hottest ghost is Ghostface. Skeet Ulrich, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, new York's hottest ghost is Skeet Ulrich. Uh, yeah, also, um, I know this is, like, in the middle of the episode. This book cover... The book cover is beautiful. It's st- stunning. Who's in the art, does it say, in the book? Let's find out. Um... If you don't have the book in front of you, get... Oh, yes. ...pull a picture of it. The jacket art is by Sasha... Sasha Vinogradova. Beautiful last name. Um, mm-hmm. and then the artist, like, the author's photo is done by Sarah Jane Sanders. Um, very great spooky, like, photo, mm-hmm. too. I, I think the entire, like, art of the book and also, like, the artist's photo, the author's photo, I keep saying the artist's photo, the, the author's art. photo, um, is really nice. I think the book is laid out really well, too. I feel like that's not something we normally talk about. Is that gold? Yeah. Ooh. Sometimes there's art on the spine, too. There's yeah. something there, but. I think it's really nice. Um. Oh, that's so much easier to read. <clears throat> Oh, the texts? Yeah, they were just, like, smaller text online. Oh. It's made it hard to read sometimes. Yeah. It's fine. But I I think that's something that we sometimes talk about, but I just wanted to bring that up because I that, if I just was looking at books on a shelf, that would make me want to pick that up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really nice. Um, 
And I like that on the back, it's uh, Lee Mandela's Summer Sons is a sweltering queer Southern Gothic that crosses Appalachian Street racing with academic intrigue, all haunted by a hungry ghost. Yeah, I would I would want to pick this up, just based on that. I'm not, like, well-versed in, like, horror writing, but, like, this. Mm-hmm. I was, I was kind of spooked a lot of the time reading this. I had to keep closing my bedroom door. Oh. Um... Which is kind of why I wanted to fix the door, because it kept just, like, opening. Opening? And I was like, no, absolutely not. I can't do this while I'm reading this book. Oh, no. Yeah, it was really spooky. Shadow would just, like, appear, and I was like, no. Absolutely not. Get out. (laughs) Get out of here. To talk about the cousins a little bit more. Yeah. I love them. Yeah? I want Sam to punch me in the face. (laughs) I didn't know, so... He would. He would. He absolutely will. And then he would protect me afterwards. Well, you gotta earn his trust. We can only hope. I really like the dynamic with the cousins. I think it's a really nice, um, like, sad part of the story. I think that version of, like, familiar... Like, not familiar. Like, the story of the family there, I Mm -hmm. really enjoyed it. Um, And the little bit of backstory that they give, too, towards the end of the book. I won't spoil it. Um, I really enjoyed, mm-hmm. I like the idea of a grandmother just like taking care of the kids and being like, no, fuck everyone here. Very Southern. Yeah. I love that. Um, um, and I just, I like the like quick, the quick thing that happens with Riley at one point. I don't want to, I don't know how to talk about it without spoiling it. And it's like part of their character. Um, but it's kind of like when Andrew and Riley are starting to get closer to each other. There's, like, a drunken night out. Really loved that. There's a lot of, like, just, like, dumb drunk boy stuff that happens in this book. Yeah. Which is amazing. I love it. We love dumb idiots. They're really stupid. They're really dumb. Listen, I'm also... <laughs> this is undergrad shit. This I'm isn't postgrad dumb. shit. I'm also dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when it comes to reading books. <laughs> um, and, like, not that... The book wasn't very well written, and I enjoyed Mm -hmm. the whole thing. And I think that, like, the actual, like, climax was amazing. Yeah. But I saw that shit from, like, a mile away. And I was so mad at them. Um, What? The the thing that... The ending? The thing that happens. Yeah, well, gentle trigger warning. I'm going to talk about the circumstances of Eddie's death for a second. Everyone assumes that he took his own life because they found his body and his, like, wrists were slit. Mm-hmm. So, but it's, like, he's in the middle of the woods. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And, like, the only person who's, like, questioning it is Andrew. Yeah. And everyone else is kind of just, like, wants him to let it lie. Yeah. So there's, like, an underlying, like, on top of, like, the ghost story that's happening and, like, the, like, evil presence that, like, Andrew is feeling. And then you find out also that, Riley is able to sense that kind of energy too. Love it. Um, there's also he's like convinced that he that Eddie was murdered. So there's like a murder mystery also involved in this. Mm-hmm. So you start to get like in when new characters are introduced, you start to distrust them. Yes. There's like a handful of characters from the college that are like brought in that knew Eddie and were like working with him. So they're like suspicious. And then there's just like the randos that, like, Sam hangs out with that are, like, outside of that world that are also, like, suspicious just because they're kind of, like, vague, unknown characters. But, Mm -hmm. like, you hit a point in the book and I was like, okay, so we definitely know it's them, right? Right? 
oh, everyone knows. Yeah. yeah. And then they're like, let's just, let's just go, let's just go talk to them again and it, it'll be fine. And I was like, I didn't Sir. see that as being right until a certain sub character from that character was introduced. Oh, immediate! I was like, I listen. I've watched Scooby Doo. Oh, <laughs> I know. I always know. you can tell. I'm really bad at it. So like, I like going back and forth. I was like, I don't know. The one person that like in the book when they get to like Wes, mm-hmm. is it West? West. West. I kept calling him Wes. Um, this is last name, right? Or is yeah. his first name? His last name is West. Right. Okay. Um, we just call him West. I. When he was introduced, like, immediately, I was like, this person was introduced way too quickly. This can't be it. That was the only person that I said no to. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, well... And then I was like, no. It was very kombucha girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, no, yeah, no, mm-mm. Well, mm-hmm. the... No. Mm-hmm. It was that the entire time. Right. I never doubted the boys. Right. <laughs> Not even once. Not even once. Right. But I thought, like, someone was going to get, like, another character out of the characters. Like, I don't know, it was going to get introduced. And I was like, it had to be them. Mm-hmm. And then I realized I was on page, like, 320. And yeah. I was like, well, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> the pacing of this book is really nice because it's, like, I think this is, like, a really cool roller coaster, if you mm-hmm. will. Um, the parts where he's, like, I don't want to say possessed, but, like, sh- he has visions because of the haunt. Yeah. Um, no, he definitely gets possessed. It's, like, it's very, like... I kept referring to this as, like, religious horror. Mm-hmm. But, like, not at the same time. I don't know how to... I couldn't describe it. Southern Gothic. Yeah, well, I thought that when... Okay, so, no joke. I didn't realize that that was, like, a genre of book. Yeah. Um, I thought it was, like, in reference to something, like mm-hmm. a show or something I didn't know. Oh, or no. a play, because you're very that person. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, is this like a retelling of a story? Um, and then as I was reading, I was like, this isn't, it's just like a southern, it's a southern That's just God. what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I really like this genre of book. I'm sure we could find us more. Yeah. But I just, I'm always wary of characters that are introduced. I've never immediately looked at someone and be like, no, you couldn't have done it. Yeah. Never once. You really figured it out that fast? I'm trying to think if there's any character... I was trying to think if there's any character that I was like, nah. Okay, I will say that I wasn't, like, immediately, but I, like, was immediately suspicious. Mm-hmm. And then it kept getting more suspicious. Mm-hmm. And then there was a motivation. I was like, okay, it's 100% you. Oh, yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. There's no way it's uh-huh. not you. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like that that was, like... Here are all of the targets, and it's like we're leaning towards this direction, and right. then it was like, uh, it's this person right here, mm-hmm. but uh, nope, it's still this person. Right. I liked that. I don't want to say it was like easy to figure out, but I felt really smart. Yeah, as I was, as I was figuring out because the <laughs> the book characters still hadn't yet. They hadn't, and they're stupid. No, maybe one less line of cocaine at one point. Oh my god, there's <laughs> boys, don't. Do MDMA, not even once. Not even the Madonna album can save Don't MDMA. do drugs, not Don't even do once. Um, I didn't think that... I think when they introduced Ethan, I think for a second, I was like... Oh, you know what? I think... A lawyer? I think Ethan was the only person I trusted off the bat. I was like, <laughs> he's too cute! Yeah. Um, I trust him. I trust him with my life. <laughs> even like... Uh, Soft boy. What's trust name? him Luca? with my life. Oh, yeah. I was like, hmm, maybe. She's too hot. <laughs> She seems powerful. Yeah, she was. Um, 
So everyone was on my suspect list except for Ethan. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah, I think... Was Luca the only one that ever, like, bested him in the drag racing? I think so. Amazing. Love that. I will say, I just wished it was a little bit longer. Oh. In, in general. But at the same time, it's because I just wanted it to keep going. Oh. Like a longer epilogue, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Feel like... The characters who were, like, along for the ride. So, like, Sam and Riley were there, like, for obviously the majority of it. Um, every time Andrew was like, I don't need help, I'm fine. It was, like, clearly, like, fucking, like, shivering in front of his roommate. Yeah. And the roommate was like, fine, fuck you, dude. I was like, oh my god, everyone is terrible to everyone. But also, like, you can't force help on someone that doesn't want it. Yeah. I kept, like, going back and forth between the two, because every time Andrew was like, I'm fine, and it's like, well, you're wearing your dead not boyfriend's shirt and underwear and yeah. socks and shoes, and you start styling your hair like his, it's just, it, it just felt, like, very what was the quote single I white female. Oh, yeah, please. I pulled, I took a screenshot of one quote, because I was like, this, it perfectly describes this book yeah. that we're reading. Hold on, where is it? <laughs> <laughs> what about this? For fuck's sake, Andrew, is there anything in this scenario that feels heterosexual or well-adjusted to you? No. Yeah, Andrew was obviously taking his friend's, like, quote-unquote, like, apparent suicide-slash-murder not well. Yeah. As one would. Well, that's the thing. I think the thing that was really interesting about the book mm-hmm. is that you kind of have at least, like... There is there hit there is a point in the book towards the middle where you're like oh no this is straight up some fucking like uh, paranormal stuff is happening like yeah. we know it's confirmed but like at the beginning you kind of don't really know if that if it's like if things are actually happening if Andrew's actually like seeing these things or it was kind of just like a manifestation of his grief because he's mm-hmm. like kind of the only person who's responding to a lot of the stuff yeah. Um, so I think it was, like, a really interesting kind of analogy that's happening. Like, literally, he's, I mean, he's, he is convinced that, like, the presence that's haunting him is not Eddie because it's too, like, angry. Mm-hmm. But it also is kind of, like, an analogy for just, like, processing grief. Yeah. In a really nice way. Mm-hmm. In a nice, bad way. Yeah. I... It's in a well-written, like good way that feels that is a little hard to read yeah (laughs) i think a a lot of like this person clearly not like processing his like trauma of like past events that happened in the book too Mm -hmm. um which were like (laughs) holy shit yeah are just like clearly you've like you had to not think about this thing that happened to you Mm -hmm. i totally understand that Mm -hmm. um but now you can't not think about it and Mm -hmm. you're still trying to like think not think about it even though you're standing next to the thing Mm -hmm. um it was very like whatever the stages of grief are it's Mm -hmm. just like denial 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 for like eight years yeah and then um Depression, and that's it. Those are the two yeah. stages of grief, right? Yeah. And there was, like, at no, like, it felt like no point of acceptance, but, like, everyone around him had already, like, gone through that with Eddie. Like, Riley had already hit, like, acceptance and was dealing with it, kind of, but, like, also, yeah. like, maybe I could backtrack a little bit into denial as well for, like, the circumstances of what happened to mm-hmm. 
Um, but he, it definitely did feel like he was the only one experiencing seeing, like, any of this. Mm-hmm. And it did make him seem, like, a little, like, unhinged. Mm-hmm. Which, under understandable under the circumstances, mm-hmm. you're being haunted by a you're-not-dead friend. Mm-hmm. So. A ghost. Yeah. You're not... He is dead, but is not your friend. You think it's not your friend. I don't know how to describe it otherwise. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about the romance, just like a small, a small amount. You want to talk about what? The romance that uh, I didn't think was going to happen. The romance? Yeah, the romance. There, There's quite a bit of canoodling that happens in this book. There is a lot of canoodling. <laughs> I started laughing. You heard me through the ceiling. Yeah. Because <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. I think in sometimes, I, I mean, it's horror. Sometimes it's, it, it's part of it. That's why Jason kills people in the woods. Yeah. They've stopped to fuck, and he's like, finally, I can get you. Yeah. Um, no, I, I didn't expect it to happen. I mm-hmm. thought it was going to be one of those books where, like, we're not going to necessarily talk about this thing, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think that Andrew was going to actually, like, address any of his feelings towards any of the men that were around him. Well... Also, okay, so, like, a huge part of this book is that Andrew has an extremely, like, intimate relationship with Edward and is never had, like, a one-on-one, like, physical moment with him. So he's Mm -hmm. just, like, fully convinced that he's straight and is not questioning that at all. But you find out, like... A little bit into the book and like obviously like a lot of the people like Riley is one of my favorite characters because yeah. they're my favorite character trope which is the like I'm the side character but I am so ungodly perceptive of everything that's happening yeah um that I can just like read everyone to filth because he's, <laughs> he's the one who's like is there anything heterosexual about this to you um he's like are you kidding me you were in love with him like you were so in love with him that's why you're like obsessed that's why you're like sleeping in his bed and like wearing yeah. his clothes and like wearing his underwear was really <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot yeah but so there's like the whole there's there is a significant part of the book where he's not only dealing with like trauma and grief but then also like trying to figure out his relationship with a person who is no longer, like, on this plane, so he can't actually have that kind of conversation with him. Yeah. Um, but he does talk to Dell, who is their friend from home, who both he and Eddie have had relationship with. They both slept with her, and then you find out that they both slept with her together, mm-hmm. and she's very much like, are you kidding me? I was just there so you guys could have, like, yep. the, it's okay if it's in a three-way. She like, literally brawl. said, yeah, I get it, your dicks didn't touch. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah. Um, you so- also, like, find out that, like, she walked in to, like, go visit her <laughs> current boyfriend, Andrew, and found him, like, drunk, passed out, in, like, in... in Eddie's arms, and Eddie was, like, giving him a hickey? Well, yeah. Like, giving a little bit of uh, some necking, if you will. Perhaps some non-consensual yeah. touching was happening. Not in a bad way, necessarily, but he uh, he would pass out, just, so maybe All of it was bad. Neck. There was a lot of weird eye contact. <laughs> I just... Um, remember when I said the this book is about messy gay people? Yeah, messy gays. Yeah, messy gays. Andrew, as the book goes on, really falls into that, like, messy gay. Mm-hmm. Also, must applaud Dell 
Sam and Riley for all looking Andrew dead in the eyes and being like, no, I have a boundary with you and you have to fucking respect it. <laughs> and Andrew just being like, you're right. I'm sorry. Seems incorrect. I love adults saying, no, fuck you. Um, fuck me, no, fuck you. I also really want to talk about the thruple. Uh, wait, which one? <laughs> um, The active one. They're, oh. They're, okay, so the first I time... I think that's not, like, spoilery, so I think we can talk about that. Yeah, and yeah. we already said we were talking about spoilers, so stop me. <laughs> Get, stop, stop the podcast right now. Stop me. <laughs> you meet Riley first, because Riley is was formerly Eddie's roommate and then mm-hmm. Andrew moves in and like basically takes over her space. Mm-hmm. And then you meet Luca who is Riley's girlfriend and she's really cool, like way too cool to hang out with any of them. Yeah, honestly <laughs> way too cool. She's too cool for all of them. Yeah. And then later on you meet they go to a party together and Riley just like runs and jumps onto a dude and starts making out with him and Andrew doesn't know what to do it's so funny the I don't think it's supposed to be funny but it was no, really funny no but like the way it's described is like right, the back of Riley's shirt raises and like Ethan is like gripping the like um the, the dimples, like, the in, the dimples in the back and I was like Wow, that's horny. Well, I was like, that okay, description maybe, was very horny. Maybe they're just like real good bros, and they're just doing a <laughs> run and jump hug, and they're yeah. like, oh, they're full on making yeah. out, sick. And then they like don't address it because some spooky shit happens, and blah blah blah. And then mm-hmm. there's like a moment later on, yeah. where Andrew's like, so I have some questions, yeah. and Riley's like, yeah, I'm dating two people. What's up? Yeah, <laughs> and it's so chill, and I love it so much. I thought that was really nice. Also, the book is 369 pages. Nice. nice. Um, and I feel like having multiple thruples in a book that is 369 pages is iconic. It's I amazing. mean, multiple thruples. The diversity in the book is is pretty pretty nice. Yeah. There's um, some baby gays, mm-hmm. some regular gays, mm-hmm. probably some bisexuals. There's some trans characters. There's it's we got it's the whole rainbow. Is it's here. really nice. Ten and, out of ten. And I really do like Riley and Sam looking at Andrew and being like, "Yeah, you probably don't understand how like real people operate because you're rich." Oh, that's true. And Andrew being like, Nar, I totally get it. What are you talking about? I mm-hmm. get it. And them being like, no. No. Mm-hmm. That's funny, but no. There uh, what, I mean, I think they talk about it a little bit, though, because all of the money that mm-hmm. Andrew has was like inherited from Eddie's family yeah. after his parents died. So he... He kind Doesn't, of understands it. Yeah, he has the nuance of someone who's yeah. understand how to str- how like life was struggling with money, but he's never done that as an adult. Yeah, he did that when he was like a child, so he wasn't really in charge of the finances. He just like has memories of his parents. Yeah, struggling with money, but it does like I think a reason that he has a lot of contention up front with a lot of the characters is because he's wealthy and they yeah. know that he's wealthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, he's like been adjusted to it because. Eddie has always just, like, swiped his card or allowed him to swipe his card, so it's just, like, kind of a normal thing. Also, like, buying a house and, like, setting up a bedroom for someone, Mm -hmm. they're, like, I can't imagine just, like, coming into that and being like, yeah, totally cool. Well, property in the South is also a lot cheaper. Yeah. But, yeah. Still buying a house in general. (laughs) Couldn't be me. No. Commitment? Uh, In Nashville. Absolutely not. Can't do it. Um, Couldn't be me. I also really liked that the... West at a certain point is like, hey, 
I the inherent like racism of the program, he like says something about it, mm-hmm. and Andrew's like, oh wait, and it's like, yeah, fuck you, dude. Like, you haven't noticed this? I no, of course not. He's a white kid. Yeah, it's like I shouldn't have to explain this to you, but I'm going to because I have to in this moment. Um, and I'm glad that he gets his in the end. Yeah. Happy about that for him. Ted out of ten. Yeah. The surrounding characters are really good. Andrew's messy as fuck. For obvious reasons. He's a really dumb protagonist who just kind of stumbles into a lot of yeah. things. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. Um, just like his, his friend Eddie did. Yeah. I kind of liked the idea of, like, going to a a random person's house and talking about ghost stories with them. Mm-hmm. That, like, for Eddie's research, I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, I think that's a lot of stuff you do in grad programs, especially yeah. if you're doing, like, local histories. You just mm-hmm. find people who've been living there for their whole lives and you ask them questions. Yeah. Especially, like, in small southern towns. Yeah. You definitely could find someone who's like, oh, yeah, I've been here my entire life. My mom was here her entire life. My yeah. grandmother was here her entire life. Yeah. It's just really interesting to me. Like, yeah. that kind of, like... I don't want to call it hospitality, but I like eagerness to talk about like the history of a place. Mm-hmm. I feel like our parents would be good at doing that. Mm-hmm. But I, I just felt like even though this is like a horror, this was definitely like a horror book. It was really enjoyable. I was very scared for a lot of it. Yeah. Um, it's also incredibly horny, like I was talking about. Um, and in many different ways, I viewed the ghost like some of the the hauntings felt like sort of sexual the way that, like, the touch was. Um, and I don't mean it in, like, a good, like, sexy way, but it just... The the ghost is very hungry for many different things. You're not wrong. I just didn't <laughs> like it. No! I'm, I'm not applauding it. <laughs> Every time. I feel like I have to explain myself. But no, I, I very much enjoyed the characters in this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And I would defend Sam with my life. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good boy. Talented. Yeah. He's a good mechanic. He's a great mechanic. I love a mechanic. We love a, a, a great mechanic. Is we a love mechanic. a hot mechanic. Yeah. Hot mechanic that is ready to just beat someone's ass. Yeah. The chick from Devil May Cry 4. Hell oh, is yeah. that a thing? Oh, or is it the fifth one? I don't know. <laughs> she's a hot. She's really hot in Southern. Oh, great. And um, she's great. She fucks... Um, she doesn't fuck. Oh my god! She, she fucks. She fucks. Well, she probably fucks, but yeah. she gets all your um, like equipment and stuff set up. It's really cool. Oh, that's nice. Um, hold on. Yeah. yeah. No, I think if you're looking for something that's like very spooky, um, for this time of year, I think this is a great book to read. Mm-hmm. Um, for obvious reasons, there are trigger warnings in it. Um, that's, I guess, like. Not having one at the beginning of this is, like, a little irksome. But at the same time, like, shrug. I guess that's something that people can work on in the future. Having a trigger warning at the beginning of the book. Yeah, but I think, like, I mean... Actually, let me check and see. Oh, if yours has one? No. Yeah, it's not in the physical copy. I think with books that are... Not that this isn't direct, like, marketed towards kids, too. But I think with YA books that have that in it... It definitely should be. Not that it's not important for, like, an, a quote-unquote adult book, too. But mm-hmm. um, I... Originally, when I picked this book up, I thought it was a YA book. But it wasn't. It's not. No. You you tricked me. I fell into the trap. 
There, I mean, it's literally just booktriggerwarnings.com, but there's websites that have, like, those resources. Oh, so if you're, like, yeah. really sensitive to stuff and you don't yeah. want to read anything without having, like, an idea of what you can anticipate, then, yeah. like, those sources exist. I don't know if it's necessarily... I don't think... I don't feel... Like, I don't think it's, like, mandatory to have it in the actual text. Mm. I think it's appreciated when it happens, but, yeah. like, if you're so sensitive to a specific thing, like, you can find this, the spoilers yeah. and the sources to... Does the dog die in this.com? Yeah, does the dog die, but for books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't want to keep saying it was enjoyable. It was fucking... It, I was scared, especially near the end. Too spooky. It was It was spooky. I'm glad it was daytime when I finished it. And then my door finally closes. Thank God. I think we talked about everything. I think we did. Without, like, going into the climax of the book and all the spoilers. Yeah, Because I'm gonna just let you guys read the book and figure out what happens at the end. Yeah, because, uh, it's very satisfying. I, some of it was unexpected for me. Some of it I was like, oh yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. But, like, some of it was, I didn't know where it was gonna go. Mm-hmm. And the way that the, the curse works is interesting Mm -hmm. the thing the haunting the curse whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. um very interesting Mm -hmm. yeah i i just (laughs) i guess when uh dealing with a ghost you should address it (laughs) is what i learned from this book address it head on yeah also don't let it possess you all the time say Mm -hmm. hey stop put a boundaries for your ghosts yeah put a ring of salt around you at the kitchen table that doesn't work you sure we should tell Riley. <laughs> also, every friends group should have one very <laughs> aura-sensitive friend. One who is a definitely mean, possessed. A mean bisexual. An even meaner lesbian. <laughs> yeah. An even meaner thruple. <laughs> yeah, I, I love them. They're great. Yeah, that's it. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so... For those of you who don't know this, how did you click on this episode on that now? The book we're talking about right now is uh, Summer Suns by Lee Mandelo. Fabulous book. Very spooky. Perfect for this time of year. Mm-hmm. Also, it was kind of like gloomy today while I was reading it, so it was like, I think, yeah. the right weather. Even though this takes place during the summer, I should say. Yeah. Every time like they were talking about the heat, I'm like, wait, is it, has it not progressed three months since the, the first 12 chapters of this book? No. It's like takes. It feels like it takes place over the course of three months, but it's really like probably like a week and a half, two weeks, maybe a month. A couple of weeks. Yeah. There's a few moments where they like kind of skip some time, mm-hmm. like a couple of days here and there. Yeah. Also, I cannot fathom paying for grad school and just not even going. if I am rich and just not. Going. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew is messy. Yeah. Well, he's going through some stuff. Yeah, I get it. They kept asking him to defer. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he didn't want to, because then he would just have to sit and think his That's thoughts. True. Yeah, his messy gay thoughts. Yeah. All right, we've been li- we've been listening to we've been listening to our sex talk about <laughs> summer suns. We've been talking about summer suns by Lee Mandelo. <laughs> My name is Brendan Patrick. That's Sophie Green in the squeaky chair. Squeaky, squeaky. And you've been listening to the Superlit podcast. Outro music. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs>